The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I am Reba Haas from Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And Eric Oz is here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Happy weekend. All right. Same to you. <laughs> I know you. I know you normally love to say that, but every once in a while you give me the opportunity. I so waited. thank you. You saw that. That was a nice little yes. handoff there. Yes, it was. And <laughs> well, you also good. giggled when I said my name a little bit differently than usual. So right. I just want people to not think I'm a bot. No. You know? Far from it. <laughs> yes, definitely far from it. In fact, actually today. I'm sort of a dadu. <laughs> you got your dadu. I got, got your, your who's your dadu shirt on. Who's from your dadu? Tom Tadaro at my cabin. Uh, it's misspelled. I know. Well, <laughs> I wondered if he did that at first because my cabin is spelled with a K and not a C. Oh, right, um, right. And I thought maybe he did that on purpose. And then he told me, no, he didn't. So he spelled the who's incorrectly. It's right. not the contraction Missing you would the expect. apostrophe there. Yeah, it's not the contraction. And there's an extra E. That's uh, okay. But he builds a fantastic product. So he gets yes, a pass. We will definitely give him a pass. But we are going to talk about dadus. Yeah. We're also going to talk about a lot of other very interesting topics mm-hmm. today. You and I have a full load of topics as usual to get into today and I'm mm-hmm. super stoked about what we're going to get into cuz some of it is big big changes in the documents mm-hmm. in the Northwest Multiple Listing Service yeah. and how they impact sellers and buyers and disclosures and all kinds of stuff like that and, yeah. and also rent backs and things. And um, you had some other stuff that you wanted to make sure you covered today because it was like dadu financing. Right, right. There's some new rules that came out that mm-hmm. will uh, impact your ability to finance a home possibly that has a dadu. Yeah. Or and an I'm, ADU, an accessory dwelling. Oh, unit. so both. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whether, okay. No, no matter what kind of ado, it's yes. much ado. <laughs> um, so, and, and the reason I find that also fascinating for us to talk about too is that we now have a class at the Association of Realtors about things like dadus, these mm. you know detached mm-hmm. accessory dwelling units, where they're trying to coach agents on how to identify and then help evaluate costs and benefit to their buyers mm-hmm. around that, which is kind of on a slippery then slope. We definitely need to be discussing this. Yes. Yeah. Big, um, big time discussion. Uh, because... Oh yeah. Okay. We're going to jump into that, but before yes. we do, let's, let's talk about some of these form changes. Yes. Okay. You know, we'll get, get that. Yeah. So, covered. yeah. So I had sent you that message, um, you know, as we come up with our different topics. So, uh, the Northwest multiple is constantly, you know, modifying forms. This is why, you know, you hear me all the time, listeners on this show advocating that, each of you, when you do have to interact with a real estate agent, hey, if you're not going to work with me, just make sure you're working with somebody competent mm-hmm. um, and somebody hopefully full-time in the industry who is paying attention because these forms change all the time. And there's reasons behind it. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's because there's enough agents 
you know, putting stuff forward in what we call the speak up section of the site to say, hey, look, this issue keeps coming up. It'd be nice if it was addressed in the documents. We only get the limited practice of law, which is to fill in the blanks on these documents. So we need the blanks to be appropriate, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And because otherwise lawsuits happen a lot. People are always like, well, what's the value of an agent? Well, hopefully if they're one that's paying attention, they understand what these forms can do to you. (laughs) Not just for you, but to you, right? And so some of these ones that are important that they just came up with, um, I'm happy to see always in the seller disclosure documents, um, things getting more clear, you know, because when things are you know more understandable, people feel more comfortable filling it out. Um, some of the things they did, one, they just needed to do this because as many of us know, as, as more people are opening their eyes to the fact that there have been some fair housing issues over the many decades, Definitely. Um, they have updated the documents to say that any kind of deed restrictions are hereby just eradicated. Like if they're anywhere inside of a title, they just are gone. Mm-hmm. No one can hold those in mm-hmm. place. Um, so that's, that's good. But one of the things that is definitely COVID related, um, I'm pretty certain is that now also there because I'd seen it change in the forms for the contracts. Uh, and again, it's only if you're, cl- if your agent is using this document mm-hmm. that it's part of it, the 22 D um, which is optional clauses, very mm-hmm. vague name. Right. Um, one of the sections in there has like the utilities that are attached to any given property. So you're identifying if it's on septic or sewer public water, well, gas, electric, uh, phone, you know, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Well, they've added in that document internet provider. Good. Because here's one of the other things. Um, I think this is important. So now they've also added that into the seller disclosure form, which many agents know is the form 17 if they're using the MLS form. It's great to see it now in the seller disclosure because that's required on all. Mm Mm-hmm all sales other than an estate sale. Yeah. Right. So, um, here's why it's good. Cause not all agents will put a 22 D in a contract. Mm-hmm. So if you're a person who, because of COVID now have an option to work from home and you've decided to move out to, I don't know the country, um, they may or may not have great internet service out there. Right. Right. And a lot of people are discovering that now they're like, Oh, oops. <laughs> I did not know this only had dish uh, or something. Exactly. You know, and may not have, you know, a cable option or some other kind of thing available to it. And so if you're somebody who's trying to work from home and you need to get a lot of data through your, you know, home system. Right. Because I know a lot of my tech worker folks, one gaming as well as, you know, any work online, that kind of stuff. They, you got to have the ability to get this. I just experienced that. We took a real short trip and rented Mm -hmm. a house out in wine country in in Eastern Washington. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm waiting for things to load, Mm -hmm. you know, on the computer because I still had a little bit of work to do and I'm waiting and and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. Mm -hmm. And it was like, having a glass of wine and then the bottle's gone and you're like, I'm still waiting for it to download. (laughs) Took me back to the nineties. It sure did. Yes. So that, um, I think that's important. And, and here's the other thing too. I can't begin to tell you how many agents think that just if they see a cable outlet mark on the system that it has high speed internet. Mm. And I'm like, not necessarily. that's not what that means. 
That is 100% not what that no. means. No. And I, I have had that conversation with a whole bunch of agents over the years because mm-hmm. they just think, oh, well, it, it has cable. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, hmm. No. That's that not could, what that always that means. could just be going to the antenna up on, up exactly. on the roof. <laughs> exactly. Like you don't know what you're talking about. Did you ask your client? No, did you? Okay. Uh, it so, might. It's like, yes, is that Ethernet? No. Likely. Is it Cat5, Cat6? No. Mm, no. What's that? No. Yeah. And no, a lot no. of that's, I, I get that answer from someone. I'm like, what's yeah. that? No, I'm they like, didn't have cats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like no, they only had two cats. I don't know about, what you're talking yeah, about. No cats in here. I'm like oh, yeah. <laughs> drives me insane. Oh good. Um, okay, All but right. here's here's the one that is really key. That's a change. Um, totally different document, but we've been discussing mm-hmm. uh, off and on on the show for the last year and a half. When we have this tight market and people are trying to you know maybe sell one place and buy another, what has happened is that you have Sometimes a seller is requesting a rent back, mm-hmm. you know, so that they can stay in the home for a little while while they're trying to find another place. And that is a good strategy if you can get it. Mm-hmm. But not all buyers have the opportunity to provide that because they might have a time limit, like they need to be in the house by a certain thing, right? right. And I've had that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing that started coming up is because we had the eviction moratoriums during COVID. Mm-hmm. Now a bunch of the brokerages locally were like, hey, wait a minute. That now falls under landlord-tenant law, Ooh, which yeah. becomes a big problem. Mm-hmm. And there was a big lawsuit down in California around this, this exact topic because a seller didn't have anywhere to go mm-hmm. and stayed in the home. Right. You know, we have these just cause eviction mm-hmm. requirements where you cannot evict somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So what was really interesting to see as I was reading this um, updated document is that they have now modified the rent back form to say it's... Um, no longer under this landlord tenant act, but it now it falls under an RCW that's for the unlawful detainer. Okay. Which provides a very bit different easier for a, a um, yeah, landlord. To yes. To deal someone. with that because that buyer is in a bind, obviously if that seller doesn't get out. Right. And so to change which section of laws this falls under is, yeah. is actually quite beneficial. I also hope that it will change the viewpoint now of some brokerages who've been saying, Hey, look, we're just not going to recommend to any of our, mm-hmm. our sellers that it be allowed. Well, and we, so that's put some people in a bind on how they're going to work. Yeah. I mean, we really use this a lot for uh, the dilemma where you've got somebody that wants to sell a home and buy a home and yeah. that, that fear of, okay, I, I got to buy the new one before I sell the old mm-hmm. one. And then we get into bridge financing and all kinds of yeah. complications. But if they can say, well, you know, we're going to, we're going to sell first, but that gives us 60 days to find something new mm-hmm. uh, because 60 days is mm-hmm. your maximum rent back period right. based on financing rules. Right. So well, you know, 59, well, 59 to be days specific. to be exact. Well, right. I've had to have contracts change. Mm-hmm. To yeah. say that. Well, you and I have. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because the deed of trust uh, that um, you sign as a buyer says that you shall move into the home to take occupancy within 60 days. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you don't do that, then you could be in violation of the terms of your deed of trust. And uh, a lot of people say, oh, well, what's a big deal and everything? Well, um, 
It's called occupancy fraud, uh, for mm-hmm. one thing, if you, especially if you buy a home with, without the intention of actually moving in. Mm-hmm. But it is something that is actively, actively monitored and audited. So you have to be really, really careful about that, that issue. And if anybody is giving you advice you mm-hmm. know, that's otherwise, uh, boy, um, yeah. you're really, really putting yourself in, into jeopardy. Yeah. You, oh, you definitely are. You and I have talked about this many, many times um, over the years, not necessarily even just on the show, but mm-hmm. this has been like an ongoing topic for mm-hmm. a couple of decades now. <laughs> Pretty much my whole career. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Well, we have many more fantastic things to discuss when we get back from our messages. Um, what do you want to get to first? The I, dadus? Scam mail first. Oh, perfect. Got some good scam mail. I never find it good, but okay. (laughs) Good examples. All right, we'll be right back. Open House. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from HomeBridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba. And we are celebrating six years on the air with Open House oh. with Team Reba. Oh, oh, my gosh. I know. We, we, if we had a child, fast. they'd be in elementary school right now. <laughs> they'd be in kindergarten. <laughs> Almost. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's I, scary. Well, yeah. no, six years, they better be in like yeah, kindergarten or beyond. Absolutely. I mean, I started school at like just barely before That's five. kindergarten. Yeah. 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 Unless they're exceptionally, exceptionally bright or, um, you know, I, I have. Well, thank you. I was. My youngest son was an <laughs> August baby. And uh, I'm sorry. Did you say your youngest son was my, your youngest baby? He was an August baby. Oh, an August baby. baby. <laughs> and I so regret uh, not holding him back one year what? You know, Why? to have him start school. I was an August baby. Um, because he was always the youngest kid in the class. So was and I. And he was Mr. Silly Pants. And so was I. I would meet the teacher and it's like, oh, you're Mr. Osnes. <laughs> we need okay, to dude, talk. Okay, dude, he got that from you. That's how he did not. Silly I'm Pants. An angel. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So, All right, good moving fun. On. Moving on. <laughs> Scam mail. So yes. I wanted to talk a little bit about this because um, I recently, well, you helped me uh, purchase mm-hmm. a home. Yes. And when you... Ah, when you buy and all the junk you get. Right. When you when you buy a home, yeah. the deed of trust is a recorded document, yep. which means that all the, the scamsters mm-hmm. out there... Uh, and moving companies and and all kinds of all kinds of Security. people. Yep, they're they're mining that data. Mm-hmm. The minute they see a recording, they they grab it. They bombard you with with this and that. Yep. Um, I've got no fewer than three letters that look almost identical. Um, that which, look very official. They look very official. And if you look at the top, it says regarding, mm-hmm. you know, the name of the lender, and it'll say the lender, you know, colon. You know, mm-hmm. name of the lender, Homebridge. Mm-hmm. And and then it's got my name and everything. And and the form says, mortgage information, please complete and return in big black letters at the very top. Mm-hmm. As a new homeowner, you may qualify to purchase our revolutionary new mortgage protection plan with no physical exam, blah, blah, blah. But, mm-hmm. and then if you look at the, um, like the return envelope, one of them, I brought two in. One of them's the mortgage protection plan. One of them's from the distribution processing center. They're almost identical. Nowhere on either of these letters is the name of the company and, and or an indication. Um, really? 
No, nowhere on there. I had to I had to Google the company. So they're basically asking you to fill out a card with your information, send it back, and you don't even know who you're sending it to, but it's it's designed in a way to make it look like it came from your lender. And if you read the oh, very, very bottom so sophisticated. bottom fine print, not affiliated with or endorsed by any bank or lending that, institution. Um, that right there, what you're reading in the small print is exactly the most important thing on that document. Right. And, and it's, I'm going to say, it's not even just those. Because here's one of the things I just had recently. Because um, I had to redocument my boat mm-hmm. with the Coast Guard. Yeah. And I got to tell you, I had a letter that looked almost exactly like the Coast Guard mm-hmm. Vessel Documentation Center. Right. That had I not finally down in the small print. Because right. I thought, because they, they were that admonishing me. What I, would you guess? Uh, six, th- that's called my double, my Six or seven or something glasses. like that. It's the smallest font that you could oh probably yeah, that's legally like a, put on a, on a piece of paper. That's at least like a eight maybe smaller. Yeah. So many of my clients will call me and say, gosh, I got this thing, but you know, can I just send this to you? Yeah. And it's like, well, we didn't send it. Um, so if you, anytime you see a colon next before the name of your, your, your lender, Mm -hmm. um, that should be a a big red flag, you know, that this is not legit. Oh my gosh. This says company records indicate that when you closed your home loan, you did not receive information on the affordable state regulated mortgage. Oh my Yeah, extremely misleading. Yeah, very, very misleading. So, uh, and you'll get things like that to uh, refinance. You are eligible for a special government program, you know, enabling you to refinance, uh, you know, with little or no cost, blah, blah, blah. And it will have your original loan balance and it will have the name of the original lender because that was public record. And that's something that these, um, these, Farming operations, which what they're called, can mm-hmm. can actually you know pull from the records. So just be very skeptical of anything you get in the mail. Yeah, we have people who call us all the time, or I have some of my staff who I've sold everybody on my team their house. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm just oh my gosh, I am. Oh my gosh! And then you actually printed out where some people left customer reviews on the Better Business Bureau about one of them. Right. If I could leave no stars, I would for this quote unquote company. They are fraudulent and need to be shut down. <laughs> oh my gosh! This person's awesome, and they just left this on August first of this year. Right. And it went. Right. It goes on and on and on. Oh my gosh! Right. There isn't even a phone number to call. On on here, you know. So <sighs> so these these um you know there's just lots of sketchy things that come in the mail and yeah. uh, so just you know like it so like everything just have your guard up scam. and, and oh. i feel bad for for folks that maybe don't understand what's going on a lot exactly. of our elderly customers that are very confused by this type of you know type of thing and they're trying to make it look so official so you'll right. just be like oh my gosh i need to do this please complete and return and here's the yeah. return envelope that's in plenty large font right. for you to read right yeah absolutely I don't need my glasses to see that part, (laughs) but the other stuff, absolutely I do. That's right. That's Uh, right. Those look very official. Yes, it does. It looks super official and it's super fraudulent. Yep. Don't like it at all. Okay. So. On to dadus. Yes. And adus. Which are not fraudulent. (laughs) Not at all. Not at at all. Let's talk about what we're we're 
discussing here too. Yes. Accessory dwelling units or mm-hmm. detached accessory dwelling units. And I thought we should talk about this because many local municipalities have really relaxed their rules on allowing yes. day dues and, and ADUs. Right. You know. And I'm actually on the East King Chamber Coalition mm-hmm. that is providing the housing affordability feedback to legislation down in Olympia. Yeah. And that is absolutely one of the topics that we put inside of our how to address housing affordability and making sure that we have housing for everyone of all types mm-hmm. because these these fit so many situations. Yeah, they do. They're great. I mean, well, I my home has one. I mean, right. I, I, I'm on a property. You've got the main house. There's a little mm-hmm. cottage, you know, behind it. Yeah. And, and I have an ADU mm-hmm. in my home. Right. And and let's talk about that because mine is a dad do. Mine's a detached mm-hmm. and ADU. And mine's attached. Right. And yours is attached. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about a couple of the rules about this because Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac uh, just came out with revisions to their lending guidelines. Okay. So if you're talking about financing a home that has an ADU or DADU, DADU, um, you got to really pay attention to these rules because if you're taking out a conventional mortgage, this will impact you or FHA or mm-hmm. VA. Uh, ADUs are only permitted on single-family owner-occupied dwellings. This is the Fannie Mae rule. Oh, and which Freddie goes Mac against rule. some of the stuff like City of Seattle just now allowed you to not have to be owner-occupied. Exactly. That's why I'm bringing this up. <sighs> Also, only one ADU is permitted for a single family. If a single family has multiple ADUs, the property is not acceptable. So let me oh, give you man. an example of that. Um, I know exactly. My home. Yeah. I have a detached ADU. It's a it's it's an ADU. I also have a basement, you know that that has a separate entrance and right. could very easily be converted into an apartment. Right. If I converted it, and all I would have to do for my basement is to put in a kitchen. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's already a sink, a counter, all that. Yeah. All I have to do is put in a stove and a fridge, and now I have a second ADU, and my home would no longer be eligible for conventional financing. Yeah, well, I was actually looking at property just the other, on Labor Day weekend, where mm-hmm. I was up on Camino Island, and one of the houses I was looking at as I was talking to the agent, see, here's the danger. When you have different people saying different things and suggesting stuff without always knowing the rules Mm -hmm. that are happening. Right. So I'm talking to this agent about a house that I'm interested in as a rental that I know is two units because there's already a renter in the lower level. The owner currently was doing uh, Airbnb in the upper section. Mm -hmm. And then I'm talking to the agent and she says, oh, but there's also another separate entrance for the upper section of the house where you could have a third unit. Mm, No, well... And now I'm like hearing what you're saying. I was like, uh, rut row. That would become a financing issue. Yeah. So now it, let, let, let me kind of clarify some of this because the rules get a little bit muddy here. Mm-hmm. If let's say that you've got a house and you've got a basement, it's got a separate entrance. You have right. an apartment down there. That's an ADU. Okay. Right. If, if there is no outside separate entrance, mm-hmm. in other words, you can only get to it from in the main house. Right. You might be able to get around it. It would not be considered an ADU. Ah, so I'm of, selling a house like that right okay. now. Well, a lot of homes have a second kitchen, you know. Yeah, so, this one so, definitely has a full-on second kitchen Yeah, in it. So, and that's okay as long as there isn't outside access. 
Got it. What if the Separate garage? Access. What if the garage? Is that because oh, it's closed off? The garage? I don't mm-hmm. think that would necessarily count. They're talking about like a separate, yeah, like you know, outdoor a, knock on the, yeah, right, ex- exactly. Yeah. So, so it, it, so that's a positive for me to actually promote about that house because I've had some people who are like, well, it's not real obvious, like a separate entrance. I'm like, mm, well, that might be a good thing for these financing issues, right? <laughs> so now the other the other factor is that a multifamily dwelling um, cannot have an ADU to meet conventional financing. So in other words, let's say oh. you have a a two unit, a duplex, legal mm-hmm. duplex, legal triplex, legal fourplex, right? And you want to add an ADU, that mm. is not allowed. Okay. So that and, doesn't happen as often, but there have been people who've done additions to an as built duplex yeah. and things like that. I, exactly. Exactly. So, um, you know, and and lots of different examples of of that type of a situation, but a walkout. You know, they're calling it a walkout access mm-hmm. is, is what they're talking right. about. Uh, so be super careful about this. Yes. And, um, and there's also some rules. I'm so glad we're talking about this mm. because these are this, this is very this is practical. New. Yeah, it's new and it's very practical current application because people are looking for this stuff right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, abs- they're absolutely, absolutely. In fact, that's that house that I'm talking about that we have on the market it's in South Seattle and we've had a bunch of people look and you know, they're just like, Oh, but I want this. And now I'm realizing like, Ooh, I need to be talking to the agents to be like, how's the financing set up for your folks? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I just want to make sure that this can be fine for that because then I've got other places that have the outside access, like what you're talking about that could right. become a problem. Well, so a I could be like, Hey, if your person's looking for this, this is a perfect setup right. because they can't get financing on this. Yeah, this is a potential bomb that could go off when you're about mm. a couple weeks into a transaction and Absolutely. realize I have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. No one likes to get that phone call. No, not no. at all. <laughs> no one. We're going to be right back. More open house with team Reba. Open house with team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes with Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. That was your turn to oh, was bring it? us in. Yeah. Oh, whoops. Hi. That's and I'm okay. Reba Hess from Team Reba. That's what I get for trying to read an email. While You're <laughs> we're multitasking. Yeah. I, was, I was multitasking because <laughs> I was waiting for somebody to get back to me about an appraisal. Oh, there you go. And I was just reading you know, her comments and it was like, oh, yeah, well, she's she's now mad at me because I had sent an email before I left to come here today. And she's like, this came in at this time. I was like, oh, well, that was while I was in the car on my way to the station. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so thanks for that snarkiness. We have a mutual client. I'm not going to mention the name, mm-hmm. but, but it's one of those folks who's absolutely delightful, but will email a document to me and then text me to say, hey, I just emailed you a document and then call me. To say, hey, did you get my text? <laughs> oh my gosh! And uh, I, I almost love that person, uh-huh. um, just because that means good communication. But it that's does. sometimes a little over communication. I, t- I tell my team all the time, you know, like, well, I, so I was chatting with one of the people that's, you know, kind of in a a, a test phase with us right now. Yeah, and they were like, hey, um, I didn't hear from so and so. Should I email them? And I just looked at them and I'm like, what do you think my answer is? He's like. <laughs> Yes, I'm. Like, you didn't even need to ask me. Like, right. if you didn't hear from that person, yeah, then uh, yes, yes, I do want you to reach that's, back out to them again. <laughs> I, I sometimes have said that to employees. I'm not paying you to try. I'm paying you to do. Yes. 
Like if you were asked to be in contact with this person and that has not yet occurred, then continue till it does. Because that's, <laughs> like, that's how I get stuff done. Yeah, I don't know about other people. That's but... right. With any means possible. <laughs> yes. I will I will just keep going and going. Again, that's I tell everyone. I'm like, they'll let you know if you're over communicating. Which, that's right. by the way, I think has never actually happened. Right. That's right. <laughs> I'm 100% sure no yeah. one has ever we, said, We are on Stop. deadlines here. We have to get these things done. <laughs> that's know. right. That's right. Oh, well, gosh. so before the break, we're, I want a couple other thoughts we've been talking about yes. ADUs and some new financing rules that I'm not particularly happy with, mm-hmm. uh, but they are what they are. So when you're trying to get you know conventional financing on an ex- on a home that has an accessory dwelling unit, there are some new rules that are out by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, uh, basically that say you can only have one ADU per property. Mm-hmm. And if you have two or more, then it's no longer eligible for conventional financing. And the thing is, City of Seattle is a great example. They will allow more than one ADU on a property now. Mm-hmm. They will also allow uh, you to have a property with an ADU on it that is non-owner occupied. I mean, you're not living in right. it. And that now is no longer uh, allowed under uh, conventional financing rules. So this is a big uh, deal. This is, okay. And I keep saying, you have to also be careful who you're working with and asking them certain things. Because I got to tell you, I already I, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, they're pushing a new class at the Association of Realtors, mm-hmm. which now I'm kind of like, oh, I hope they have a finance person who's going to be part of this thing, too, because listen to what this class is. Join us for Two virtual courses intended for professionals looking to increase their knowledge about accessory dwelling unit development in order to respond to increasing client demand for properties with ADU potential. This class is specific to the Seattle market. Mm -hmm. This is going to get interesting. Mm -hmm. Increasing numbers of prospective homebuyers and homeowners are interested in building an ADU on their property and professionals can be on the cutting edge of this emerging development trend to help homeowners slash developers understand site eligibility, development processing costs, and the return on investment of ADUs. Mm, Getting dicey. This course is intended to help real estate and building professionals understand the basic planning and building regulations for ADU development in Seattle now that the land use and energy code has been updated and to provide insight into ADU regulations in the broader, broader Seattle metro area. Promote your new ADU expertise and become an ADU specialist. Oh boy. That's a little terrifying. Well, just to start, they're talking about return on investment and and to my brain takes me to people buying these as an investment property. Uh-huh. And they Which could run many into of trouble. Them are. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying there won't be loan options available that can get around this, but they're they're not going to be your standard 30 year fixed rate conventional, mm-hmm. you know, bread and butter type mortgage. So we have to be super careful about that. Um, and I'm looking at who is um, providing this, and it's the um, they're actually making this a designation, Eric. Wow, it's a it's a designation. Can you that forward me that? 13, yeah, I'm I'd gonna like to reach to out to them and just make sure they're well, aware. Well, I'm going to want to like get a hold of people like Laura Elfline, who's been on our show, because this is also being sponsored by the Northwest Echo Building Guild members. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I make, understand they're... why they're doing it, but mm-hmm. I got to say, 
Here's the concern and why I'm saying be careful when you're working with an agent who's like gone to this class. It's not because they won't know this stuff, but if they're not staying on top of the financing issues and they get you into trouble on one of these things, mm-hmm. they, they tell us all the time, like we're not supposed to be the source. We're supposed to be the source of the source. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like having this designation, I mean like I'm an ADU specialist. Mm-hmm. Now kind of connotes that this person really does understand it all. And I'm sorry, but two two hour zoom classes i don't think makes you an absolute specialist you might now have some better education Mm -hmm. and knowledge around it but i don't know that you're a specialist until you've done it so here's one of the things that that bothers me around some of the specialist designations the ones that i like the most are the ones where you have to qualify for that designation after taking the education like i'm a certified luxury home marketing specialist And I didn't just get to go take a class for a week and then slap it on the back end of my business card. I actually had to show a history of selling homes in a certain price point that is denoted literally. And that luxury designation and price point is different depending where you are across the country. So here... It's not a million dollars any longer. Right. It's the same thing. It's much higher. It's the same thing in lending. I remember 30 plus years ago, uh, you know, when I first kind of got into mortgage lending, Mm -hmm. I took a class. I got this big, beautiful plaque, block of wood I put on my desk with a, from a big, big bank Mm -hmm. and uh, that I was a certified, you know, home mortgage specialist. And I'm like 23 years old and didn't have a clue what I was doing. So you know, fortunately I'm a lot older now and I think I do have a clue what I'm doing, but you know, those, those designations are, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. It's more about the experience that you have. A couple of things I want to bring up about ADUs, you know, if you find one that is in financeable, um, you know, as long as there's no more than one, we should be okay. But also the property needs to be either modular or stick built. Okay. So you cannot, um, combine on one lot a stick-built home and a manufactured home. In other words, a home that mm. comes in on wheels, like right. a mobile home. Okay, so but that's going to get into some dicey space because a lot of these places are starting to do more kind of modular well, mod- panel sections. That's okay. Modular's okay. okay. And, and even homes that are built, um, you know, they may indeed be sort of factory built, but if they're modular in their nature, uh, typically the panels come come out, you know, and, and um, our we've had them on the show. You know, my cabin is a, mm-hmm. a great example of that, yeah. Cabin with K, which is a, mo- I would consider that a modular home, you know, not not a mobile home, you know, where it's, right. it's built. Right, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, the difference, a mobile home has a, uh, a vehicle title, mm-hmm. has wheels and axles, and uh, it's rolled into the site, and uh, and put on a foundation, hopefully, and then yeah. and then, I'm just thinking what it would cost on the good to go lane. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And, and then it goes through. It's called title elimination, where the the vehicle title is is eliminated. And it becomes real property. But even mm-hmm. then, it, if you you cannot combine a property like that with a stick built home on the same lot and be eligible for financing, and that's always been the case. Um, well, I am for the state issue as I am going through more of the learning objectives of this. They do say that they're looking at analyzing taxation, valuation and financing options for ADUs. I'm hoping that whoever's teaching this class coming up because mm-hmm. um, it is in the month of September. 
Uh, hopefully they have all We're the same information. Oh, yeah. let's hope so. Because that would be painful if right. they don't. Well, one other factor and one of the reasons that people are interested in a, in having an ADU is to help affordability. You know, you mm-hmm. buy this expensive right. home. It's so expensive to live here. So you, you have right. an ADU and then the, the tenant pays the rent. That pays half your mortgage payment or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it makes your home affordable, which is fine. However... In almost all circumstances, you cannot use that rent to help you qualify for the mortgage. Mm-hmm. You still have to qualify for the full mortgage payment. There's one exception to that, which is a program called Home Ready. And, and that's a Fannie Mae program. And Freddie Mac has a similar program where if you meet an income limit you know, for the area, and if we're looking at sort of King, Pearson, Homish counties, that income limit is $87,600. So if you make $87,600 or less. That's household income. Household income. Well, it not household, borrower income. So whoever okay. whoever's on the loan. Okay. So as long as whoever's on the loan, you know, the combined income, you know, for anybody on the loans mm-hmm. does not exceed 87600 then we can use um, the rent income from the ADU to help qualify. Okay. But all other circumstances, we cannot. So, so I'll just say for some, for some folks, that's actually a great option because mm-hmm. I do have a lot of people where there's multiple family members who want to be able to live in proximity to each other. Yes. But maybe the finances aren't there to buy two houses. Right. But something like this is a great option. Exactly. You know, like I have a client right now who, you know, just got a surprise over the weekend that his sister was like, hey, I'm done being the one taking care of mom. Now it's your turn. Mm-hmm. And, yes, right. And it's like, oh, so he was going to buy a place for himself that was going to be just like a two bedroom. But he's like, that's not conducive to my mom living with me. Mm-hmm. Right. So one of the options is, well. Put in a date. Yeah. And then I have another client that a lot of the houses they were looking at was, does it have the option for mom to live there at some point and not necessarily even in the house, but does it have a, a lot where she could could do that have a, a, a caregiver something yeah, like that mm-hmm. absolutely yeah ab- no problem I, yeah. I think that's a, a perfect scenario f- mm-hmm. you know for having an, a, a detached accessory dwelling and i have one yeah. of my most favorite customers who's just a delight up in north seattle that we've got that exact situation mm-hmm. built one put one in it's in the backyard yep. ready to go you yeah know? so if you ever need a caregiver or anything like that then you know, that, that's perfect and ready, already set up and ready to go. Nice. So lots of um, great ways that you can use an ADU, but we just need to make sure you're aware of some yes. of these new rules and restrictions. Well, and that, well, you and I have even talked about this too. The other option is for those who have family who only come to visit on occasion. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then the rest of the time you want to be able to make that space pay for itself. Yeah. So, or just not anyway. have them under the same roof as All you. Right. Yes. <laughs> We're going to be right back. Much ado about daddies. That's right. <laughs> Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And Eric Oz is here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. You know, I'm so glad you don't Photoshop pictures of yourself. <laughs> Actually, it's really your wife who takes all the pictures. But she you know. does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they usually have my backside too. I know it's kind of yeah. funny, but maybe she should learn how to Photoshop. I don't know. I don't know if you uh, saw any of the Facebook Live stuff she was doing over the weekend. I did not. Uh, we were out uh, crabbing. She does and... some unintentionally hilarious. 
his videos because sometimes they're like, why are we watching this? And I just, I, but then you, you can't, you're expecting like something big to happen. No, I have learned that with Ellie's (laughs) videos, do not expect anything big to happen. It's just her sharing her life. It's pretty much. Yeah. It's very interesting just from a sociological standpoint (laughs) to be like, Oh, and here's just a little bit of Ellie's world. That's right. And, and what makes Ellie happy. Half the time, I don't even know I'm being <laughs> filmed. You know, I know. So when I I'm told you like, that she was filming you cleaning the carpet Oh, at my gosh. I'm vacation. Just, well, half the time, I'm just spouting off things, and I have no idea. I was what, laughing what, so hard. <laughs> yeah. Right. He's like, oh, there's my husband. He's working so hard. And I, <laughs> You're looking no at my backside and bald head cleaning a carpet. Yeah, that's good TV. Oh, well, you know what? I'd rather watch that than Fox News right now or CNN, though. I got to tell you. Well, I got to tell you, what, I've had so many scenarios recently where we're doing work at clients' homes or I'm out doing something. I was like, this is when I really wish someone had like a live TV thing on me because they have no idea what my life really looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, HGTV. Yeah, Kiss the, my hiney. the glamour of being a real estate uh, agent. You're scooping up poop in the front yard. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I had a, a memory come up on Facebook the other day from um, like four years ago or something like that. And I was wearing this cute little dress and stilettos and I was just in front of this house I had just put on market and I showed up to drop something off and there's just garbage, which yeah. included like stuff with maggots in it. And I'm oh. like in my cute, thank goodness I was carrying rubber gloves with me because I'm like picking up this disgusting well, stuff. I get the same thing. People say, gosh, it's maybe, all about the curb appeal. Maybe I should become a loan officer. It's awful easy. All you ever do is just talk on the phone and laugh at people, you know, laugh oh, and gosh. tell jokes. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. maybe, maybe they were just Here. trying to point out to you, you need to stop telling jokes. Um, <laughs> sorry, not going to happen. I know you can't help yourself. Can't help myself. Um, I, you've sent me some very funny memes, I will say, <laughs> over the recent couple of weeks, and oh it's boy. been quite fun. But I won't share those. Yeah, no, um, no, probably best not. I was making the remarks about curb appeal and other things to right. lead us into our next yes, topic because. Um, what my assistant Tam uh, mm-hmm. was out looking at, at who was delightful. I, I don't know how serious she is, but she's out looking. Okay, and um, and she she was complaining about it this morning she's like gosh all these houses mm-hmm. are photoshopped and a I'm lot like, of them and i'm like yeah. what do you mean i go she goes well even the, the inside i'm looking on the inside and and uh mm-hmm. you know it the the pictures show beautiful clean crisp mm-hmm. paint and everything and we go in this home and it's like 20 25 years old mm-hmm. and the paint right so they're filthy yeah she's saying. filthy Filthy or dingy or, yeah, you know, exactly. just kind of bland. You know, and yeah. in her mind, this feels a lot like a bait and switch kind of situation. So this is a great topic because um, as you and I were discussing what we would discuss, mm-hmm. um, this is an issue that's coming up more and more on the real estate side of things, right? Yeah. I, I even have an ad, right, that says, have you been catfished by a house looking, you know, looking online and right, you know, right. that kind of thing? Yeah. I, th- I remember doing that ad and I laughed so hard I cried all my makeup off right and David <laughs> Summers was just like this was not the recording session I expected <laughs> and I loved that so much but but the truth of it is it has become harder because not only are we so like um, some of the photographers are using certain uh, techniques 
that are making things look better. There are some that actually advertising how they can kind of modify and clean up the the pictures so mm-hmm. it looks nicer to yeah. entice people to come to the property. Sure. The other thing that's starting to happen is that we have these virtual staging companies where basically they take your pictures, they brighten them up, they make it look like there's furniture in them. Oh, jeez. Now, some agents are using just those photos, but what they're missing is like our local Northwest Multiple Listing Service that NWMLS, they require that if you are going to use doctored photos that you must identify them. Now, some agents are doing a very good job of that where what you see, because it's like a trick of the eye, like you'll see one photo where it looks light and bright and furniture's there. Mm -hmm. And then there's a photo of the actual room. Mm -hmm. And then there's a photo that shows what it could look like. And then whatever. And then a photo of what it actually looks like empty. And now some agents are using these. I get it okay. because staging can be expensive. Like I have one place right now. We don't even have the whole thing staged with items from this one place. It's a combination of my items and stuff from a staging company. And the first month is costing over $500. And then after that, it's like another $160 per week. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, and that's with us doing the install. I'm not even being charged for the well, install. I have to pay for right. the mover. I'm paying for my own stuff. It's very expensive well, remember to stage. Remember we, we had a, Several years ago, we had a staging company on the mm-hmm. radio show, yeah. and and talking about what a you know all mm-hmm. their cool stuff they do. And then I got yeah. a quote from them like about choked, you know, and how expensive well, yeah. it was. Yeah, because they were going to modify all this stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, and so it depends on what they're going to be doing for you. Mm-hmm. So you know, we've been offering staging services for 19 years, mm-hmm. um, and they've changed over time as as it has become more and more um, expected and sure. and. You know, we do it because we know it helps show a house in its best position and, and flow, yeah. right? Because a lot of people just jam their stuff up against walls. They don't think about the placement, mm-hmm. what it's going to be like to walk through a place, you know, right. that kind of thing. In fact, usually when we're done with it, people are like, oh, I like my house again. And <laughs> like, that's the time to sell it. Yeah, I won't sell. <laughs> that's the time to sell it. It's the yeah. perfect time. But again, we're a self-regulating industry. And even within the MLS, you can look as an agent, I can look at someone's listing and there's actually by the photos, the thumbnails, these icons. And one of them is a little whistle. So mm-hmm. you can be a literal whistleblower oh, wow. and turn people in for stuff. Oh, interesting. And so, cause people put in wrong property types, they put signage that they're not supposed to have. They put branded, um, advertising. They'll do things like this where mm-hmm. they have doctored photos. Yeah. And it's an inaccurate photo of the listing because, you know, like in this situation, you're supposed to be identifying. So like one agent I saw recently who did the alternating photos of here's the real room. Here's what it looks like staged and Mm -hmm. cleaned up. Um, They made a point of also putting in the descriptions of each photo. This is a virtually staged photo. Yeah. Right. It's like it's what it could look like. That would be fine. Yeah. I know for for my assistant, uh, she Mm -hmm. felt extremely misled yeah Set, if you don't do that you wrecked are her day you know took yeah. two hours out of her day to go down and look at this place and mm-hmm. and all of that and it's like uh, that's why we use um our photographers use a five um exposure format for their high d you know um 
photos for us because we want people to see what it really looks like because we know it's the photos that are going to get you there. Mm-hmm. But we also don't want you to feel like you have been taken advantage Misled. of. Yeah. And yeah, and so many people are like, is that refrigerator really that big? And like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's, you know? Right, right. Yeah, the wide angle Does that stove look so huge yeah. or so it's tiny? Massive stove. Yeah, yeah and, and that's because every photographer is different. But, um, yeah. but this is a real situation. And frankly, um, I would say for consumers, you know, start being vocal about it. Mm-hmm. The industry will only get better when you demand more of us. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so uh, there's nothing wrong with saying, cause if I go to a listing, I get feedback requests mm-hmm. and I, especially if there's something very specific to send info on, I did actually have one of those that, um, because I'm looking for some property for myself, I sent very specific feedback about this was not in the condition in which you, you know, showed it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what the difference was. Um, you know, yeah. I had to do a listing recently where I had to buy the photos from the last listing agent because mm-hmm. of the situation that we were in. And I made sure and identified that to all mm-hmm. parties yeah. that, hey, this is from the last listing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, again, you know, listeners, please, 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 when you're out there, you know, Start start saying something, you know, because sure. we'll only get better if you demand it of us. Yep. Watch those details, just like if you're getting things in the mail, mm-hmm. be skeptical. Yes, and be if you're going to put in a dad make sure that you can do it. That's right. So make much sure to you're know. Good. Well, thanks for listening in. Join us every Saturday at 2 o'clock. Have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at Remax Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more Open House with Team Reba here on AM 1590. The answer. Proceeding program was sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services.